Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Um, I mean, we're really excited in the camp. Um, we've kind of been building up to, to this start on Sunday, so I think, you know, having the League Cup ahead of the league's been really good this year. It's kind of set us, set us up really nicely. We have strengthened over the summer and things like that. Yeah, you mentioned the strengthening this summer. How do you feel the squad has been shaping up? Because um, I guess you played four games. Do you see that SWPL Cup as pre-season? Or um, I mean... To an extent, yeah, it still is kind of pre-season for us because obviously, especially with COVID and things, that we've not had like tons and tons of games for pre-season. Um, so to an extent, yeah, but you know, when we've played in that League Cup, we wanted to go out and win games, and I think that kind of showed where we finished in the table. You know, going out in goal difference isn't isn't great, but um, I think yeah, winning winning the games that we won and, and how we played, I think we've done really well. But yeah, no, the team's shaping up really well, and I think that the SWPL Cups really helped that. How, how do you deal with like setbacks such as going out on goal difference? It must be a bit of agony. And you're thinking you're probably going through, and then it's no difference. And Aye, I mean, it's, you sneak a bit, out. it's a bit annoying, um, but as I said, like I'm really happy with the girls' performance um, as a team, and I think you know that we, we did play really well in the three games, so we need to take the positives from it. And at the end of the day, yeah, we've been out in goal difference, but we have played really, really well, and I think yeah, it'll set us up in, in good stead going forward. And you've played in the top flight before for Arcades, have you? So you know what the step up is like for Mester OPL2. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of us that have played SWPL one football before, so I think that that experience will help a lot of the younger girls who've maybe it is their first time playing, or you know they've been at other clubs and then they've came to us. So I think you know we know the expectations and we know what we, what it was expected of us. Um, so we just need to go out and play the way that we know we can play, and well, as I said, we'll see where we end up. What targets has your coaches Bobby and Gary set you for the season? Have you have they set you any targets? Yeah, no, we've got targets that have been set. Um, I think we'll take it game by game, if I'm being honest. Um, but we know that there's a lot of games in that league that will be winnable for us. And we see ourselves as being you know, quite a, a strong team in that league and we've not got anything to fear. So we'll be getting into the league thinking, you know, we can we can do what we can do and we'll take what we can take and we'll be, we'll be winning games in that league. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, is it? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And have you uh, set personal targets for the season? Um, yeah, you know, I'm just the new captain this season and, you know, it's something that means quite a lot to me for this club, being here for, for quite a long time now. So I think, you know, just keeping the girls together and if things aren't going well, you know, when we're playing some of the, the, the higher teams in the league, then just try to keep the girls together and things. And, you know, as I said, like that's kind of the main the main task for us this year is not to not to fall away and we won't do that. Do you relish that responsibility of being captain now? Yeah, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it the last few weeks, haven't I, Bob? It's been, it's been really good. Um, as I said, like, I've been at the club for a while, so I, I know kind of how things, mm-hmm. how things run. Um, but no, it's, it's been definitely different being the actual captain this time rather than being a vice. I think, it's I think on that, Megan's, got, it was, Megan's 121st appearance for the club at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stalwart. Yeah, I just think Megan was... Megan had just joined the club before I came in as the assistant manager and just through the whole time. It's if there's you know, communicator and someone who's going to give everything it is Megan and she was very much a natural choice to be the next captain mm-hmm. uh, and I've got you know, she she won't let us down. It's not even a thought in anyone's head that as a captain she'll she'll rally people together uh-huh. and lead by example. So it's great to have someone like that at, at any level, but maybe even more important with some of the challenges we're going to face this year. Mm-hmm. And I'll bring you into this, Bobby. How are you feeling? How excited are you with this season? Just it's ahead? good. It's good to be back. I think. Uh, I think SWPL two is. 
it was it was hard last year. Uh, I think the players loved the promotion, but if I'm honest, the coaching team didn't enjoy that 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 eight games in five weeks. I think it was more a sense of relief to get it done. I think for the club, it would have been to to have missed out so closely in 2019, and then everything we went through in COVID. And I know lots of teams had different personal circumstances and things, but there was a lot of issues within the team, and for people to overcome that and achieve something together meant so much to everyone. But certainly for the, the coaches, it was just a little bit of thank God we, we've managed to do it mm. in such a hectic schedule and ultimately we, we had to go on a, a winning run and we had to beat Aberdeen, Dundee United and, and Patrick Thistle all within a week to do it which we did and I do feel we deserve to, to go up and mm. we're just ready to go and it's going to be tough again this year but you know with challenge comes opportunity as well and hopefully we can spring a few surprises mm. um, as the season goes on Do you feel that really showed the character in the squad especially a lot of the players are working the job on the side of that to play so much games in a short period of time? Yeah, I, I think uh, just just the players look, are, are good at looking after themselves outside mm-hmm. uh, of training. You'll be trained three times a week in a game and you know Megan's a PE teacher, for example. Mm. So, you know, that can be a stressful job in itself and everything that comes with that. But then also having to do the extra things to make sure that we stayed injury-free and we have, a you know, our physio was brilliant and our strength and conditioning people uh, we're brilliant over that period, but I think that what you won't hear from us is, oh, we're playing against professionals and that's a buy. That's not mm. a buy. We're in the top league in merit and we need to find a way to compete with these teams and do our best against these teams. Ultimately, that's the level that we're at and that's not going to be an excuse from us. It's about us challenging ourselves to get better and, when required, go toe-to-toe against those teams. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you feel as, I guess, part-time team going up against the likes of City, Celtic and Rangers, do you approach that as a captain differently or do you approach every game the same? No, hey, personally I just approach every game the same and I probably can speak on behalf of the full team when we say that. I think actually there's maybe a wee bit more fight about us when we play the bigger teams because you kind of feel, you know, like you've got a point to prove a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's their full time job at the end of the day and for us it's not. So I think, you know, like if you go in there and you put in a good performance and you get a result then well you're asking them questions, it's not us. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what matters at the end of the day. And I, I feel, that's why I always feel, you shouldn't show these teams too much respect. Because if you get in the faces, you just never know, I think, do you? I think that ultimately, when, when you boil it down, every team in the top division has either full-time players, a full-time manager, or a full-time member of staff. We're the only club in the top division that doesn't have that. Oh. Uh, that's a, it's an enormous challenge for us. And I think that when you look historically, you know, as a club, we've done really, really well when challenge has mm. been faced with us, and that's going to be no different. We're not going into something that we don't expect. We're not going into something new. But one thing that you can count on in, in Hamilton teams this year is, given everything to the final whistle, mm. and if we're required to scrap to stay in games and stay up, then we will scrap and we will do what's required to make sure we stay in this division. Mm. And it definitely is the Aki's way. They don't back down, do they? And that's, that's no, great. We never did an easy way either. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I'm sure it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a fight, but it'll be a good fight. Yeah, I guess I guess that adds a bit more jam and excitement to the league. And talking of excitement, it is great to speak about your only club without full-time staff. The way the game's going, do you think that it's only a matter of time that that'll come? I think that uh, you've got to be realistic and look at the teams that have got full-time staff are big football clubs. Uh-huh. And with the greatest respect to Hamilton as a whole, we're not the biggest football club in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hamilton are brilliant with infrastructure with us. You know, we play at, for me, I think is the best venue in the league. Mm-hmm. I think New Douglas Park's brilliant. I think it's a great place for supporters to come. Players love playing at it. And it's about us 
refining that infrastructure even more. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if someone comes in with a million pounds tomorrow, I'm <laughs> going to say no to it. Absolutely not. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's about making the best of what we've got. And that's why when we bring players in, they have to have the right character and mindset to play for this team. Mm. Uh, ultimately, we don't sign players because they want a couple of hundred pounds a month. It's because they want to be a part of something that's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. So as a coach, you're obviously looking at quality over quantity when like this summer when you've been recruiting, you're looking at the character of a player, how you think they're going to fit in rather than the ability. You, you don't want individuals, you want to be that collective Aki's. Yeah, really. I think... Uh, you know, we're maybe not in a position where we can bring in, a, you know, we play Glasgow City on Sunday and uh, Odie Phillips Dool is the first time, I, first time I've seen her in the flesh and she was brilliant. We're maybe not quite in a position to bring in a player quite that quality, mm-hmm. but what we can do is bring in players who buy into a cause. Mm-hmm. And buying into a cause is sometimes more important than individual ability. Uh, everyone pulling in the one direction is better than only five people pulling in the one direction and, and that's what we've always been about. Mm-hmm. And also, finally, on the growth of the women's game, it was great to be announced yesterday, BBC Alba continuing the support for the women's game. Last season we've seen there was a highlight show, she was on the TV to tens of thousands of viewers, now they're going to be showing 20 games per season, just how big is that for the women's game? Uh, I'm, I'm sure Megan will agree, it's great, I think... Uh, it needs we need more and more people watching the game and people see things on TV, especially young players, they, they buy into it more. I mean I remember and Megan remember watching my team on sports scene when I was six and seven years old and that's what made me want to play football and hopefully this will be the same. Uh, very much looking forward to it uh, and, and seeing where it moves. Yeah, no, I think um, fair play to BBC Alba for doing that. Um, I think you know the women's game really needs a wee boost, and I think that that will give them it. And as Bob says, you know it's more kind of widespread now than it ever was before when I was growing up, certainly. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's good for you know young girls out there who maybe are playing football, but they're looking up to like when I was younger, I was looking up to males. Whereas now I think that's slightly changing a bit, and they are starting to look up to more female players, which is really really good. So, and I think that that will definitely. I think we had we had Coatbridge Rovers girls in. Uh, you know, if anyone's been on their Instagram or that, they'll, they'll see the photos. And it's great to actually have, you know, girls running up and saying, "Can I, you know, can I get a, can I get Josie Gear's autograph?" Or can I, you know, a girl running up and says, "Oh, you're Hannah Coatley. Can I get an autograph?" And that's and they see like idols. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing to see that. And that that didn't happen even two years ago. Never mind five years ago. And. Hopefully that's a sign of where the game's moving. And, oh, just a follow-up from that. Do you see something happened two years ago? I think Nicola Sturgeon maybe said that that World Cup in 2019 was a pivotal moment for the women's game. Do you see that as the case? Or do you feel it's that accelerated the, to the way it is now? I think, I, I think it has. I think if you look back to even like 2015, even when I first signed for Hamilton, mm-hmm. the changes I've seen in the women's game are, are unbelievable. Um, and I think... A lot of girls, as I said, yeah, growing up, they, they now can go and like you know you can go and find that women's game in the telly. Whereas when I was we, we would never we'd never have got that. Um, whereas now you can. Mm. I think the the game and all the clubs have a bit of a responsibility to make the game as widespread as possible through whether it be social media or highlight channels. Uh, I think that the COVID has obviously had a, will have an impact to an extent on the momentum that was built from the World Cup, but it's not lost. It's but it's you know. A lot of people will say, why is there not more coverage? Why is there not more BBC hours? Well, ultimately, clubs need to look after it as well. If we don't take care of our own game, why should anyone else? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be part of a club that does that and players who, who really embrace that as well. And you, I guess you've had a time on the co- league committee in the past. You've done a lot for the women's football to get it to where it is now as well, Bobby. Yeah, uh, very, very stressful over the last kind of 18 months, but... 
it's just about, you know, I think generally everyone wants to see the same things and we're getting there and it's just now, it's it's making sure, you know, if clubs need to do more and more all the time to, to match the ambition of, of the players and ultimately if clubs don't do that, they will be left behind because the game's moving so quickly. Bobby's playing his cell down there because our social media, I'm sorry, is the best in the league by a country mile. I just don't care what Embry says, like, and this is your man for it. Well, it's a credit to Bobby. They, they, give, me, they, give, me, they give me good stuff to put <laughs> They give, they give <laughs> you good <laughs> stuff and good <laughs> patter. Is it Ellie is it Kane's silly patter that keeps it going? Oh, Socialise the head. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear that one. Well, yeah, if, if, if he doesn't annoy me too much in the next couple of weeks, I might let her loose on Instagram again. Really? <laughs> what happened last time she was on? Yeah. She was good. Her and Quigs, her and, her and Quigs are a, quite a good. Uh, they're quite good on Instagram. So it's the young ones. I'm and it's her tunes as well. Her tunes are very questionable. They were better on Sunday. To be fair, they were better on Sunday. It was the horse. Obviously, yours. Oh, there we go. I think we need a new DJ. Need a new DJ. Well, well, anyone listening to this, get along to Aki's games this season. What what is the yeah, scoop with season tickets are getting along uh, games. So season tickets are we have a couple of games in, so you know, if anyone wants to contact Aki'sWFC at gmail.com, we can get them sorted out. Obviously we've already had a couple of games, so we don't want to overcharge. I, I was very keen to keep prices the same this year because supporters missed all of last year. Those who can't make the games, we have a live streaming service uh, for all our home games uh, and uh, a, a member sort of TV channel to get access to highlights and things like that early as well. So by all means, if anyone's interested, drop us an email or just contact us through social media channels. And any final words from you ahead of the new season, Megan? I'm on the Aki's. <laughs>